Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Breathe Easy podcast. I'm Katie Styling, the Web Director for the Thoracic Oncology Assembly. We have some exciting programming coming up at the 2018 American Thoracic Society International Conference, a full list of our lung cancer-related programming sponsored by the Thoracic Oncology Assembly is available in PDF format on our Assembly webpage under What's New? Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Dr. Jim Jett, one of the featured speakers at our exciting mini-symposia. Dr. Jett is a professor of medicine emeritus at National Jewish Health in Denver, Colorado, and also chief medical officer at Oncommune. Dr. Jett will be speaking on Sunday, May 20th at the mini-symposium entitled Clinical Strategies to Improve Lung Cancer Early Detection. Welcome, Dr. Jett. Dr. Jett, can you tell us more about the mini-symposium that you're leading? Well, uh, we have a symposium on Sunday uh, afternoon. It's called Clinical Strategies to Improve Lung Cancer Early Detection, Who is at Risk? Uh, And the symposium will consist of seven uh, 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 abstracts that were uh, highly selected as the best in their category, and uh, then uh, uh, follow that up with an overview lecture that I'm going to give on the topic uh, the title of my lecture is Screening for Lung Cancer, um, a good beginning but a long way to go. Uh, so that's kind of what we're looking at. Sounds really exciting. Can you so- tell us some of the hot topics in lung cancer early detection that are going to be discussed at the mini-symposium? Uh, well, I think uh, we're going to be discussing uh, risk calculators, um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and emphysema as risk factors. Um, we're not going to talk about smoking cessation, but that's uh, certainly a key part of any um, um, screening program that should be done in this day and age. Uh, a couple of new things, of course, that have happened that's changed the landscape is the biggest one, of course, is that this is now covered by Medicare and by insurance company. And then uh, a big change in how one classifies the abnormalities, uh, so-called using the lung rads uh, category. Uh, of uh, classification of one through four as to the abnormality seen on the CT. Well, that sounds really comprehensive and like a lot of topics that are very relevant to both clinicians and probably to researchers. Um, I know that you've been in this field for quite a while. Can you tell me, in your opinion, what are some of the key advances that we've had in lung cancer early detection and, and maybe also some of the challenges and controversies in this field? Well, I think the key, uh, key advance, of course, is uh, we know that uh, uh, low-dose CT results in a 20% mortality reduction. That's been proven by the NLST. So that was key. And then that resulted in uh, the USPS uh, task force approving it. So that re- resulted in Medicare coverage. Uh, um, and then um, uh, for a Medicare coverage, you have to have a reporting system, and that's where uh, the American College of Radiology coming in with the lung rads classification has uh, really uh, changed things. So uh, a lot has keyed off of the NLST uh, results, uh, and then there have been a lot of uh, new interesting reports about uh, different risk calculators and uh, other risk factors that we're going to um, that will be uh, covered by some of the abstracts, and I can go into those if you want me to. Yes, I'd love to hear more about the abstracts that are going to be featured in the mini-symposium. 
Okay, well, just a, a brief summary is that there are seven abstracts, and first one will be by uh, Dr. Martin Tamamagi uh, uh, from uh, Brock University in uh, uh, Ontario, Canada, and he's talking about using a high-risk screening model uh, in the Ontario Screening Project um, as a uh, pre-risk assessment. Uh, and then uh, after they have figured out which uh, is the best calculator to use, then they apply that to their uh, data, and we'll see some of that data. Uh, second paper is by Dr. Luke and colleagues from Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia, and they're going to go, uh, discuss um, different um, racial difference uh, in their screening program. NLST only had 5% African-American or black uh, patients in their study, whereas in this uh, Jefferson study, which uh, is smaller than NLST, but they had a 40% um, uh, enrollment uh, by African-Americans. So we're going to hear about some of those different uh, risk factors uh, uh, based on racial difference. And then um, uh, Hopkins and colleagues from Auckland, New Zealand, uh, in abstract number three, will look at COPD status in the NLST. Uh, they have data from the Akron subset of NLST, and they're going to see if there's a subgroup uh, with uh, COPD that may uh, get a greater or a lesser mortality benefit um, than other groups without COPD. Following that, also another paper from the New Zealand group, uh, Dr. Robert Young uh, from the University of Auckland is going to talk about uh, using a, um, a 12 uh, single nucleotide polymorphisms, or 12 SNPs, um, uh, to uh, develop a genetic score for lung cancer mortality, uh, and they're using the NLST uh, samples uh, uh, from the Akron component, which did draw blood on their patients. Abstract 5, uh, Myers and colleagues uh, from the British Columbia Cancer Research Center is going to look at um, over a 1,000 ground glass nodules or subsolid nodules that they picked up in their pan-Canadian screening trial that they published on several papers in the past. But we're going to get more about the natural history of these 1,000 um, subsolid nodules. Uh, then abstract six uh, will be Gartman and colleagues from the VA Medical Center in Providence, uh, Rhode Island, and they will look at um, uh, the use of invasive procedures in their screen patients, and they'll <clears throat> compare their rate of screening with the rate of screening that's been published in other trials, uh, specifically the NLST. And the last paper uh, comes uh, from the group at Mount Sinai and uh, collaboration <clears throat> with a group from Pamplona, Spain, Dr. Young um, uh, will uh, present uh, data looking at um, uh, the risk associated with uh, having emphysema identified on the baseline scan. So the scan, uh, they're looking at data where the scan is considered negative for nodules or cancer, but if they have emphysema present. And then if they did have emphysema present, <clears throat> does that increase the risk of uh, finding cancer down the road? So some very interesting uh, and hot topics, I think, in the field. I agree. Those all sound like really important topics, and I'm really looking forward to hearing at the conference what the results from these studies are. Um, you mentioned also your talk that will be wrapping up the mini-symposium that's going to be on screening for lung cancer, a good beginning but still a long way to go. Where do you think we stand in terms of lung cancer early detection and what do you think we're doing right, and what do you think we can do better? 
Well, the um, low dose screening applies to you know just a certain high risk subset. Now, if you look at all lung cancers right now in the United States, only probably about 30% of those lung cancers fall into that high risk category. So we don't have any tools for figuring out those other 70% of lung cancers. So I think that's where the um, interest is right now. We need to somehow figure out how to expand uh, who we screen and who that might be. Um, I think uh, risk factors that are talked about in this symposium are important. What's the right risk calculator to use? But I also like the idea of uh, finding maybe a genetic profile. Um, there's probably 20 different um, genetic markers that are out there that in, increase the risk of malignancy slightly and gives you a risk of maybe 1.3 times. And if we pull all of those, it can come up with a genetic score, uh, much like what the Australian uh, group is trying to do. Uh, I think that possibly uh, would be useful or good biomarkers, which is going to be covered in another symposium. Um, a good biomarker maybe as a first screen for somebody who doesn't meet the NLST criteria for screening, if they have a biomarker abnormality that suggests increased risk, um, and that would allow us to expand our um, group of people that we uh, offer a low-dose CT screening to. So I think there's a lot of exciting areas of research um, out there, and all of it's pretty much been triggered by the NLST results that came out in 2011 showing that 20% mortality decrease. I agree. It's certainly an exciting time, I think, to be uh, doing clinical and translational research in the area of lung cancer screening and exciting to sort of look towards the future and, and see what it might hold in terms of improving our ability to calculate these risk scores and perhaps incorporating uh, additional measurements, whether they be genetic profiles or biomarkers. Well, I, I think this mini-symposium <clears throat> It should appeal to a lot of individuals. Certainly anybody interested in screening for lung cancer should attend, be they physicians, uh, pulmonary physicians, uh, thoracic uh, surgeons. Uh, we have a few of them uh, also attend our conferences. I think uh, nurse navigators um, uh, run a lot of these programs on screening. I think this would be of interest uh, to the nurse navigator or physician's uh, assistant, uh, anyone involved in the area of uh, uh, screening and early detection of lung cancer. I think there will be some uh, interesting presentations uh, that would be helpful to them in their uh, everyday practice. That's outstanding. It sounds like a, a mini-symposium that's really relevant to a, a, a broad uh, section of the, the ATS membership. So thank you, Dr. Jett, for taking the time to talk with us today. I think that's all the time that we have for this podcast. I want to thank you and thank all of our listeners from around the world. If you're interested in attending Dr. Jett's mini-symposium on clinical strategies to improve lung cancer early detection, it is being held on Sunday, May 20th, 2.15 p.m. to 4.15 p.m. in the San Diego Convention Center room C, F in the upper level. Those interested in thoracic oncology should also be on the lookout for two other mini-symposium, one led by Steve Dubinet on Tuesday, May 22nd in the afternoon on harnessing the immune system in lung cancer, and another on Wednesday, May 23rd in the afternoon led by Peter Mazzone on clinically informative biomarkers in lung cancer. You can get more information about these mini-symposia 
on the American Thoracic Society International Conference website. The website is conference.thoracic.org. You can also check out the full list of the Thoracic Oncology Assembly programming at the International Conference using our Assembly website. Please be sure to join us at the Thoracic Oncology Assembly Business Meeting and Reception on Monday, May 21st. And of course, please contact us with your ideas. Just send an email to toa at thoracic.org. See you at the conference.